Hey, bro, what's up? Oh, not much. Just uh, living the dream. Hanging out. Yeah, so I've actually had a few of our audience members uh, complain that there was no recording. Yeah. Where's my recording? They really I should. Got a, I got a question today. Really? That's um, yeah. surprising. Um, huh. Did they like... Well, everyone has loyalists. They're loyalists. Yeah. Actually, um, so while we're on the topic, and I hate to derail it all, um, my favorite podcast has not released an episode since the end of January, and the followers of said podcast have all but... Uh, committed mass suicide. No, I don't know. It's not wow. that. It's not quite quite right. that extreme, but it's it's, like it's intense. Jim Jones. Yeah, it's it's it's, like Jones. it's that level, and uh, yeah. they've had to release multiple statements. They're like, we're just taking a break. Like we're fine. We don't hate yeah. each other. This isn't right. you know Lennon McCartney like right. You know, forever feud. We're just taking a break. Um, sure. So just you know, we're taking. We took a break of dealing with anchor. And uh, hopefully now. We did a day, and we were already having people upset wow. with us. Huge. Yeah. We're huge. Huge. We're huge. Yeah. All 10 of them were huge. <laughs> so, you know, as, as we prepared for this, I told you what, uh, or, or, or suggested a topic this week, and it, it's one of my, uh, I don't know if it's one of my favorite or least favorite topics, but it's these damn lists that are everywhere. They're uh, just everywhere. So let me, let me read a sample uh, of, of lists. So this is off of, uh, an app that I, I've, I've written for and, uh, and, 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 and review, but it's become such a horrible, horrible pastime now. Uh, and so uh, just six habits of deeply miserable people. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Yeah. Uh, what is that? Uh, four immune boosting tips from an interactive medicine expert. I, I presume, I've not looked at the article, but I presume they've got their qualifications up there. And then on the flip side, four habits of highly confident people. So it just goes on. You scroll th- down through this this list, 13 paying markets for flash fiction. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, you go down here and 10 books you can finish in a day. <laughs> and, and so I'm, I'm thinking through this and... You know, our life is, is so much about lists here. Uh, I'm trying to find a quiet place to put my phone down. And I, I don't, I guess I just don't appreciate it. You know, it's, it's one, I question the validity of the person writing mm-hmm. the article, right? Now, I've written an article. It's been published in a journal, and it was a list, six things to do. But that was based on at the time, 15 years of experience doing it, right? Yeah. So yeah. I had a little bit of uh, subject matter expertise. Again, not doubting that some of the folks that are writing here, but uh, it's it just seems like it's clickbait, yeah. right? You just get in there and you want to click on it, and uh, it's and, 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 and I don't find the writing to be superlative or meaningful or really demanding any high intellectual thought from you yeah it's just to try to sell you on whatever likes or claps or whatever these apps are doing and so my rage against the lists is just growing day in and day out day in and day out 
Yeah, um, I I realized in the, between the false start and today um, that those are called listicles, is like the genre of writing or whatever. And um, yeah, like your BuzzFeed list, your you know product list, um, which I feel like half the time are funded by companies or whatever that like as advertisements. I mean, it's basically like you know what the ten best. Um, computer mount mice to use or, you know, is, you know, Logitech or whatever funded that, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, you know, dubious to me already. Like now we're dealing with um, whether or not, you know, these lists really have any, forget experts writing them. Now it's like they're being written to sell you something. Um, And I, you know, it, it's, they are annoying and they're pervasive. Um, and, uh, we, we talked about this a little bit, but, uh, the, I'd sent you, uh, an article that I wrote, uh, that was published at like the internal journal for our, uh, for my PhD program about lists and about how we sort of give up authority to others. And, um, in thinking about this, I realized we, we really try to give up that authority. We really don't want to do the work that's involved in trying to figure anything out for ourselves. So uh, instead of becoming confident, you get a list of ways of faking being confident, right? Right. (laughs) Instead of, um, you know, figuring out your own immune system, it's some, you know, make it easy scheme uh, you know, available through a list for you. It's not actually taking the time to figure out what is good for you. It's hoping someone can tell you what's good for you, um, which is not useful because obviously we're all individuals. Um, but I think there's that sort of, I can't remember the line from the movie, uh, you know, from a few good men where she says something like, you know, the same slick ass Persian, uh, manner, <laughs> get rich quick manner in which you handle everything else, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't remember the details. The, I don't yeah. remember either. But it's it's like that. I mean, we're sort of that culture, right? Where it's like, oh, there's a way to do it fast. Great. Yeah, and do it fast and with as little uh, turbulence as possible, right? Yeah. So, I just want to have stuff spoon fed to me, and I don't want to think through it. I don't want to understand the logic. I don't want to. Uh, you know, uh, I don't really want to appreciate and assimilate this as something that I really believe in. Yeah. Right. right First right, of right. all, there's so many of these damn lists. I can't imagine anybody trying to go through and vet each one no. and say, you know, this one is really good for me or for my family or my community or company or whatever it is. And I get the ubiquitous nature of social media now and and we're doing it i mean you and i are here sure uh, you know we're not necessarily selling anything we're just a couple of goofball brothers that you know like to hear themselves talk sure and, we think we're uh, smarter than other people obviously right well obviously <laughs> obviously <laughs> so so if any of you out there thought we weren't arrogant SOBs at this point, now, now, we're, now we have confirmed for you that we are. Uh, and so the, the, the reality of it is that our nature is so obsessed with, I think, two things, numbers and 
two, having uh, other people decide for us what we need to do, think mm-hmm. about, act, yeah. whatever it might be. And so we gravitate towards that and we click on it because we're mildly curious about what, you know, they're saying and am I going to have, is there going to be some element of revelation in here that wasn't there before? Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm even though we, both of us, as you know, as we know, and I think as others know, are writers and like to, I think everything that's ever been written about has been written about. <laughs> I think everything sure. else now is this marginal uh, and you, you can't you can't really add any more value. And at the end of the day, well, it's all incrementalism. You know, it's all just very, very little delta from this point to that point. Yeah. Uh, but we amplify it. We blow it up and we think it's something, oh, it's miraculous. You know, you know, five ways to make your fingertips longer or whatever it is. I, I, I don't know. And we think that's the bomb, right? And yeah. then someone gets that and then they go and they put it on Instagram and they, you know, and it, and it gets... It, it it gets out of control. Yeah, I one of my my biggest pet peeve phrases is long description of whatever thing is followed by and no one's talking about it. It's like I guarantee you in seven billion current people on this earth, plus however many have followed before us, someone has had the idea that you've had. Like you are not in any way special or in any way different or more genius than anybody else. Um, and I think it's this kind of, it is part of the sort of social media thing, but it's also sort of this, like, I think that we're always in this struggle to sort of um, hope that our lives have some kind of meaning to them. Right. Uh, right. Um, some, some desire that like we're, we're actually contributing something to humanity or whatever, um, which is mostly not true. But the opposite side of that is terrifying, right? That like, then what am I doing on this planet, et cetera? That existential crisis is terrible. Like, we can't have people doing that uh, en masse in society. Um, And I think we even see that struggle a little bit now with this uh, governmental talk of opening back up, right? Um, it's, It's about the economy, but it's like the last thing... Uh, we want people doing is sitting around reevaluating their lives. Um, it's a terrible thought, and I realize this is slightly uh, off from the topic of the list. But well, it's no, it's not because it's, I think that's what these folks are selling. You know, is yeah. that we we think our our list is so vital, yeah, uh, and so potent, um, and and those may be synonyms, uh, but the the reality is is that they're they're neither or they're, they're that at all. There's nothing potent or vital about them uh, unless, you know, I think a place where lists are obviously a value is at work, home, community, where you, there's action involved. You know, you're doing a to-do yeah. list and it's, I've got to do these things because I've got to get them done. And, and that can get out of control as well. But that's not the kind of list we're talking about here. We're talking about these sort of expressive, uh, you know, based on faux logic many times and and I'm being harsh I know uh, but that's okay it's it's our <laughs> damn show so the you know 
and and I, I'm just learning to steer clear of yeah. that stuff. And in fact, this particular service, I had a subscription. You know, it wasn't that much. I was like, no, I'm I'm out. Yeah. It's not it's not worth it. Uh, I'll try to write or talk or whatever somewhere yeah. else. And because you've just become this uh, brothel for really substandard yeah. writing, right? You're and you're you're pimping something that doesn't that doesn't add value, I think, to a lot of lives. But there, you know, I may be wrong because there are a lot of people out there that are reading this stuff and clicking through on it and trying to make sense of it and all that good stuff. And I just don't understand. Yeah, no, I mean, I I also don't understand it, and I I think. Like, again, there are, there's value to the published list, I think, in some cases, where if it introduces you to something uh, maybe you weren't aware of before, like, here's some things to check out. If you're interested in, you know, hearing some new music or whatever, maybe here's five artists that are worth checking out, or here's five albums that are worth checking out. And, and I, uh, you know, again, to kind of circle back to what I was saying, I mean, it is giving up a little bit of uh, you know, your own authority in deciding those things for yourselves. But I, th- I like to think, especially with, um, you know, cultural products, I'm air quoting to my brother who can see me air quoting, but obviously, um, right. Right. Uh, to cultural products. It's like, maybe if you listen to, you know, this one album, maybe you find 10 others that you found yourself that are worth listening to from there. Um, and I think that's really valuable. I think that's kind of, uh, really wonderful stuff, um, but it's it's not great when it someone says these are the ten best things. Right. It's like who are you to decide what is best? Uh, I remember we had a a big book um, when I was a kid. It's maybe it's in one of our houses now. I don't know, or maybe it's Lord knows it's probably still on mom and dad's bookshelf. It was like Leonard Malton lists of movies or something. And it was like this really, Oh, I remember this. I think Jerry gave okay. it to us. Um, big, huge, thick book. And it's like, okay, there's an expert in films. There's a guy who spent his entire career mm-hmm. doing one mm-hmm. thing, basically growing a beard, two things, growing a beard and, and make talking about movies. Right. Uh, which fed woodland creatures, right? right. Um, and so, if you wanted to produce a, a list about uh, beards, that would be worth reading, and you know, uh, movies. So that that's like right. an authority. That's like somebody I feel like you could listen to and say, okay, that's something worth checking out. But it's like most of the time, yeah, I have no idea. I I suspect in this age of you know digitization, these some of these lists are probably just generated by machines. You know what I mean? Like, the, oh yeah, no um, doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, there's probably you know some bot somewhere that's like, ah oh, yes, the let's go look for the most googled uh, a- answer to this thing. You know, almost like the opposite, like the Jeopardy thing, right? Where you provide the question. Uh, it's you know, it probably does the the reverse you know thing. Like if people are looking up a bunch of different tap, you know tap water filters and then it probably then generates a list out of it right you know what are the best tap water right. filters? so i i mean who knows uh those the depth of it is incredible i really don't even know um 
But I remember um, in in the article that I mentioned that one of the things that had annoyed me that led me to a couple of things that had led me to writing it in the first place was it was summer of 2016. There was a list that was best albums of the year so far. And it was like Rolling Stone or NME, one of those big journals. It was like, dude, it is summer. Like, at least pretend to wait some amount of time to let things kind of settle in. Because I, I don't know about you, but for me, most of the things that I appreciate the most are the things that take time to actually kind of, you know, get under my skin. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've ever listened to something or read something and immediately been like, this is great. Um, you know, it, it... So it's got a, it's, it's got a merit. Yeah, um, you know, I, a great example for me that a, a movie I recommend to everyone that everyone who's taken me up on has thought that I've had like some sort of real issue. <laughs> like they're like, really? Is this a movie that you really like? Uh, it's called Frank um, with Michael Fassbender. Um, and the first time I saw it, I was like, well, that was a weird movie. Okay. I saw it whenever it's done. And like two or three weeks later, I was like, man, I, I could really see that movie again. It was really interesting. And I think there was a period there uh, where I was probably watching it once a month for a while. Like it was just, it was so, wow. I was so absorbed yeah. in it. Um, and it, it's such a fascinating movie. It's a movie about a band and there's that struggle. There's a great struggle in it between, you know, wanting to be commercial and wanting to produce the music that you want to produce. And I think that's a great, you know, debate for any artist, especially, or for anybody. Uh, yeah. So I would recommend it on that front. And people would be like, that was a really weird movie. And it's like, yeah, but you're, you're missing the thing. So it's like even that aspect of like recommending something. Right. Right. Well, I'm sure that's made it on someone's sure, list. Hopefully, uh, you know, top 10 most awkward yeah. movies of all time yeah. or something like that. It's also interesting that in this conversation, the name Jerry and Frank have oh, come yes. up and people are going to be, people are going to be like, well, what is that? It means a great deal to my brother and I, uh, both those names. And so, but we'll leave it yeah. at that. So, uh, do we, uh, do we feel like we've given this, you know, the, the top 10 finish the, the, you know, here are the, the top 10 things not to do in your life. <laughs> one of them is don't write a damn article about lists yeah. or, or a list article. Oh, the other thing I was going to, one thing that reminded me. So there's a, a video somewhat obscure out there with the lead singer Delamitri and I can't remember his name. And he goes, he, you know, he gets up to the mic, and it's a, it's an acoustic thing in some ballroom in Europe, I'm sure. And uh, he goes, this is a list song, <laughs> and so he goes through. Uh, it's a list. He just rattles off a bunch of lines that are just not really connected to the line before oh. it, and I forget the name of the song, but. Uh, you know, he goes, it's a list song, almost embarrassed, you know, hmm. it's like anybody could write a list song. <laughs> and, you know, I think Billy Joel's, um, you're thinking of, we didn't start the fire. Uh, Started yeah, out as a list is a list. Yeah. yeah it's a list song. Yeah. Right. And, uh, 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 REM's, uh, end of the world as sure. we know it the list song, yeah. you know? And, and so 
I, I get that we're we've got to have lists, but with no action just out there as as bait, it's it's really it is embarrassing that we've sunk that low as writers. Yeah. Right. If if you really take a look at it like that, um, it, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah, I agree. I think um, it's it's easy is the thing, and I I don't yeah. appreciate that at all. Um, I mean, I obviously there are times when we all like something easy, um, you know, or or you know want things curated for us or whatever. But I feel like those have a tendency to go way too far into that sort of realm. Um, kind of like the, the ones you read off at the start, like habits of, or signs of, or ways to do this or ways to do that. Uh, you know, not that we, we aren't occasionally guilty of being preachy ourselves, uh, especially to one another. Um, but I feel like there's a difference between, right. you know, the two of us having a conversation and, um, or, you know, broadcasting it for 10 people um versus like here's an authoritative list i'm posting on this website for everyone to read and i feel like there's a huge difference between those things um yeah i i i avoid them uh, almost exclusively um occasionally we'll come to one you know especially in my like recent sort of uh covid shut down obsessing over guitar pedals like i'll come to like a list of guitar pedals just to read them just to read and mm-hmm. uh but the mm-hmm. best ones like the best sort of youtube videos on that front are always the ones that are just no talking and someone's just shutting stuff on and off and you just you listen for yourself you get to hear for yourself yeah you know yeah. that's fine like that's okay but well, and I think reviews are different I than agree. lists, right? So I've reviewed, you know, the top ten vegan cheeses. Oh, God, <laughs> they all taste terrible. <laughs> There's a list for you. So, sorry for the spoiler. Um, so I'm going to ask you the question again from the weekend. Yeah. Um, right. I've been rehearsing it for three days. Good. Um, yeah. So obviously, I was a kid, so I don't know the process, but. Um, I'm very curious how you decided to major in economics. Um, you know, maybe the part of that is, is also like school choice is also part of that. Like, obviously I'm sure there was a Mm -hmm. affordability, et cetera, et cetera question as well. But I'm really curious. I mean, I, I've come to economics from the sort of social side of it now as an adult Mm -hmm. through my advanced degreeness. So I'm kind of curious how at 18 one decides that they want to do such a terrible thing to themselves. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They're gluttons. Yes. The sadomasochists, right. So it, it's a, it's a good story. It's a good question. And uh, so I, I, I went to the concrete campus in Atlanta, for those of you who know that is, or what that is. Are there is. two of them? And what's, <laughs> yeah, well, the other one's kind of in the suburbs of yes. Atlanta. Uh, back in the day, I guess. So uh, I started off, uh, oddly enough, as an actuarial science major, and I and I told myself, you know what, I, I really don't want to count dead people the rest of my life, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. And uh, it was the linear algebra class that that really, I was like, no, I'm out. 
And so I was working at the at the bank. Mom mom got me a job yeah. at the bank, uh, and and so I thought, well, economics, banking, kind of makes sense. It seems like it's it's okay. It had a little bit of that flavor of mathematics. Now, unlike your recent work in economics, mine was not from the kind of liberal arts perspective or the bachelor of arts perspective, but really from the from the bachelor of business administration or BBA. Yeah perspective and so I, I got into it and and I found that I liked it well enough I actually ended up liking the courses around it so the the courses that were uh, you know marketing and, and finance and commercial loan analysis and and things like that were really uh, great great classes and um, but I never really found I was uh, happy with the choice. Hmm. And so uh, I, I took a few uh, philosophy classes, which I, I loved. And in fact, you know, the, the, the first kind of philosophy or logic class I took was in my freshman uh, quarter. We were on quarters back then. And uh, so it was, a, it was an honors class, honors English with honors logic. And uh, the English teacher, I couldn't remember her name. I'll just call her Medusa. And um, because that's kind of what her hair looked like. And uh, but the logic professor's name was Milton Snow and Boss. I mean, you can't make that stuff up, right? Milton Snow and Boss, Ph.D., and uh, he uh, was a very classy guy, very, you know, I can't remember where he went to school. And he, um, he really uh, pushed us hard, but he was, he was really good at his job. And I remember uh, one time down in the, like in the parking garage, I ran into him. And I had just turned in a paper and he, he called me a polemic, which... Has kind of stuck to this day, right? Just in terms of the way I write and yeah. things like that. And I just, I mean, gosh, that was, I mean, that was 32 years ago. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that yeah. moment, right? And and so then I took a few other classes. Uh, I took another class. Uh, he was not a full professor yet. I think he was a PhD student. His last name, well, one of his names was Bruce. And uh, there was another class with uh, Dr. Timothy Resnick, and I don't think he'd mind me saying that because he's still still there at the university in a different role now. Hmm. And I took a couple of his classes in philosophy, and so I was like, I really wanted to go into philosophy. And uh, you know, I think at the time, Dad was kind of against it, or uh, that's how I recall yeah. it. You know, that's what I'll put in the that's what I'll put in the <laughs> memoir. Um, <laughs> and so. I didn't do that, but felt that economics was a nice blend yeah. of, you know, kind of the hardcore, you got to get things done, the practical with this sense of, you know, what happens to the culture, what happens to society, what happens to people when these macro and micro shifts occur uh, in, the, in the broader economy, uh, how does that affect people? I didn't know that yeah. then, you know, perhaps I sensed it, uh, but I didn't know it then. Um, I, I will say this looking back on that time, and I think you've kind of done this, um, although I don't know if you did it 
again with a conscious effort. But this this whole concept of figuring out what your calling mm. is and kind of sticking to that. So for those few of you that are listening, that is the one thing that you can coach your kids in and coach yourself in. You know, our job is not to get them to go in a particular direction because we want them to go there or hell we didn't go there. And so now I want you to be whatever, but to really uh, support whatever it is they feel like is their calling. Um, and so that's what we've tried to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think we've been successful thus far with ours. And so th- that was really the, the, the way I went about it. And um, you know, Looking back on it, you know, 100% fulfilled, I, you know, I don't know. Um, have had a good run up until now. Um, I love what I do now. Yeah. So, and, and use that education in, in a loose kind of way. I mean, then I went on to get a master's degree and, and went into strategy. And, and that, that work is much more pronounced in terms of its influence on what I do today. Yeah. So. That's the story. I'm sticking to it. It's a good story. I I think it really does have to do too with our sort of cultural views on what the university is for, um, which we don't really um, value in the same way. Now it's, if you're going to go do that, it needs to be to get a job. And, you know, I think that was shifting at the time that you started to go, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in in the late 80s there. Uh, the the idea wasn't that you would go and you would focus on one thing and it would become your career. The idea was to go and get a whole lot of different experiences and classes and, and learn a bunch of things and then go and do something with it. Um, you know, the value of that education that, that to put out a citizen into society that was sort of a, a you know, positive change in themselves. And so now it's become this very like commodified you know, I need to go and mm. major in this thing because this thing is going to make me money. Uh, oh, most definitely. You know, and that's that's kind of sad, and it's it's hard to imagine a way out of that. Um, you know, obviously without a grand toppling of capitalist society, but that's a separate right. problem. Eat the right, rich right, and right. That's a whole no, separate problem. <laughs> uh, it's a whole nother that's an podcast. Episode. That's a separate episode. So yeah, that's like a two-parter, right? <laughs> At there. least. So yeah, I, I think the. I think the, you know, I came to learn much later this whole concept of liberal liberal versus servile education, mm. right? So liberal, classic liberal, not, not yeah. political liberal, but the, 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 the quest for knowledge and the hunger and the thirst for pure knowledge, uh, you know, based on millennia of learning yeah. and 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 the like versus servile, which is very much about, I'm going to do something that's going to earn me something. Right. And, and that's what we've become. And, 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 uh, again, we will never know what it would be like to be the other way because we're never going to go back there. Not without uh, the kind of cataclysmic changes that we won't witness. Yeah. And that's just not going to happen because I think that, uh, folks are generally bereft of any intellect that will point them in that direction yeah. uh, and say, you know, wow, that's a better, 
because they just they like all the things, yeah. right? I mean, my God, you know, top ten types of cheeseburgers or yeah. whatever is out there that can be consumed, we'll consume it, and uh, that that is the end all be all. And I mean, you're looking at it now; consumption is way down. We are just absolutely lost yeah. globally. Yeah. Uh, because we are highly dependent upon those top ten things out yeah. there, you know, food, entertainment, sports, whatever yeah. it is, and and we can't get away yeah. from I'm it. Re- and so I'm I'm glad that I was able to, as an economist, you know, help <laughs> in designing that society. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, because I'm sure I wrote about it back sure. then. So um, I I sort of. I'm curious what happens as we come out of it. Are people really just going to, I assume people will immediately get back to their, it's like having the flu, right? We're, we're in, I don't mean it in the disease sense, but in the sense of like, you know how you, you lose weight or whatever. And then you suddenly just like, because you've been sick and suddenly when you're able to get back to it, you just gorge yourself. And I think we will have learned nothing uh, on the far end of this is what I suspect. Um, which is cynical. Yeah, I think it'll have some it'll have some short term implications, but uh, everyone's lives are so tethered to the time value of money yeah. that they they can't you know any more that this stretches out um, that they they won't they they won't be able to handle it, and they'll. Uh, and, and, and that includes us. I mean, you know, we all have our certain level of liabilities and obligations and things like that. And so, you know, there's always a concern, well, gosh, if this lingers on, what's going to happen to my um, income stream and what's going to happen to my family and am I going to catch it and yeah. all these other things. And, and I think that, again, if I just had a good COVID-19 survival kit list, I think I could get through it. Just a quick note to say that this podcast is now available from Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, which is apparently a thing. 